Welcome to the LiftBridge Podcast. My name is John Laurie, and I am your host, and we are coming to you today from beautiful Duluth, Minnesota. We've had a beautiful day here, January 15th. It's just been absolutely beautiful, blue skies, uh, sunshine shining through the icicles. It's just been beautiful, and we're so thrilled that you've tuned into our first podcast, and our goal here is to uplift and encourage you. So stick around and we'll see you in the next segment. I'm reminded of Solomon's words in Ecclesiastes that of the making of books there is no end. And the same thing could be said for podcasts. So why another podcast? Well, the purpose of this podcast is, as I've said, to uplift and encourage you. And as I was thinking about a title for this podcast, the idea of the lift bridge here in Duluth really hit me. Uh, it's kind of an iconic symbol of Duluth, just a really special thing. I think there's only two bridges in the world that are like it, and the Duluth lift bridge is one of them. But I thought about those two words, lift and bridge. A bridge connects you, and the lift reminds us of elevating. And I thought those two words are very powerful. And last night, as I was reading Psalm 4, this verse came to mind. There be many that say, who will show us any good? Lord, lift thou up the light of thy countenance upon us. You know, in our time, those words are so apt. I know so many people who are discouraged. They think things can't get any better. They can't improve. And the biblical answer for despair is the Lord. We're looking to him to lift the light of his countenance upon us. And so as we spend this time together, that's my hope and my prayer for this podcast to touch you and bless you. Another reason for this show is to connect friends that we have not made yet to each other through common interests in our segments. And today we'll have segments on January bird feeder watching and Tolkien. And my wife and I have lived in this town uh, ever since I became the pastor at a local church here. And we've found that we've made a lot of wonderful friends inside our church, but we have not made as many friends outside. And I thought, you know, what is a great way for us to connect and make new friends? And I thought, let's try a podcast. Let's get a chance to know each other. You get a chance to know me and maybe through you uh, contacting me through the podcast, we can get to know each other and really connect. So that's my hope here on the Lift Bridge podcast. So if you're interested, stick around and you'll find something hopefully uplifting in our next segment. In our first segment, we're talking about January bird watching, and January is a great time to bring the birds to you. One of my favorite things about living in Duluth is the just amazing bird life, but it doesn't matter where you are in the Midwest, you can have an amazing opportunity to connect with wildlife through building 
a feeding station. I want to tell you about my feeding station. We've got three feeders out there, and one of them I made from some scrap lumber I found at the end of somebody's driveway they were giving away. Uh, another one was given to us as a wedding present, and a third one was given as another random present. So I here, you know, this is we're getting into Valentine's Day. Can't think of anything more romantic than a bird feeder. Okay. Heavy sarcasm implied there. But I like to put black sunflower seeds into my feeders because uh, it's just a can't-miss food. And it's a great food for the birds. They love it. And they uh, it's a very economical food. I buy a 40-pound bag at Fleet Farm. And it usually lasts me about two months. So uh, the birds will not eat all of it right away. But the birds that we typically see at this time of year, I get a lot of chickadees. Now, the chickadee is, to some people, uh, not very interesting. To others, it's exotic. I met a group of people from Ohio who were very excited to see a black-capped chickadee. Most people are not like that, but we <laughs> they are such a great bird because they're so plucky. They're just tiny um, but they last through our harsh northern winters, and they love to sing. And there's nothing like the sound of a chickadee's song on, towards the end of winter, beginning of spring. It gives you so much hope. And we also get the nuthatches here. We get white-breasted nuthatches and the red-breasted kind as well. We also see a lot of woodpeckers. Here in the backyard, we've got downies, harries, and there's a couple of pileated that hang around. And every once in a while, they'll come in close to try to check out what's going on. We also get brown creepers and finches from time to time. But for some reason, they do not love my feeder yet. Last year, we had a big red pole eruption. And you just could not, you could not get rid of them if you wanted to. They were everywhere. We had tons of red poles. I just love those birds. They're so special. But this year, it's just the chickadees and the occasional nuthatch and a couple of woodpeckers. But the special thing about feeding stations is you can also see other critters. Uh, we get squirrels, rabbits, and a year or so ago, we also had an ermine. And that was really special. Uh, for those of you who don't know, an ermine is what we call a weasel that has turned white. And sometimes all you can see is that black tip of their tail bouncing across the snow. But I want to encourage you today to put a twist on it and try to feed birds from your hand this winter. This works really well if you're switching out the food on the bird feeder because they may be hungry enough to take the risk and land in your hand. And if you make no sudden movements, don't try to make eye contact with them. They don't like eyes. Just hold some food out in your hand and let them come to you. This works really well if you sit down because then you won't get tired out. It also works really well if you have a feeder by a sliding glass door because you can stick your hand out right next to the feeder with food in it 
and they will land. And I've had this happen with chickadees. I've had this happen with nuthatches and even a downy woodpecker. And you can create some amazing memories. And my wife and I, some of our best bird memories of all time were sticking our hands out of the sliding glass door and feeling those bird feet land in your hand. And it was just magical. So I encourage you to try that this winter and we'll see you in the next segment. Welcome to our segment on the Inklings. So this week, I got a real treat in the mailbox. I had spent most of last summer and fall reading uh, Lord of the Rings. And I like to do this, oh, I don't know. I Usually what happens is it's sometime around October and the leaves start to get golden and brown and red and I just get this urge to start reading The Fellowship of the Ring because basically the whole book is a fall camping trip. So I start usually start reading sometime around the fall. Well, I ended up finishing The Two Towers on Vacation in Hawaii. And it was so fun to be reading about Mount Doom and stuff like that as I was near a giant volcano and uh, really helped bring some excitement to the story. Well, I finished reading The Return of the King as I was deer hunting, and uh, did some of the reading, I should say, while I was deer hunting, and finished it here at home sometime after Christmas. And Of course, I had not gotten my fix, so I went back to... The drawing board, and I found that J.R.R. Tolkien had written a book called The Adventures of Tom Bombadil, and I had never read this, so I got this in the mail, and it turned out to be a collection of verse. Now, some of you might not think that's very exciting, but I really got a lot out of this. And when I was in seminary, I was part of a group, we called ourselves the Inklings as an homage to the actual Inklings. And ever since then, I've always had an eye and an ear for digging up anything new. One of the things that I I really got out of this book, it's not an easy book to find either. Um, This book was printed in 2014, so pretty recent, but there's not a lot of copies of it floating out there. One of the things I really loved was a copy of a poem about Tom Bombadil that gave you some background into the uh, kind of the this mysterious character that Tolkien created. A lot of people have wondered who is Tom Bombadil? Is he symbolic? Does he stand in for something? What was Tolkien even trying to say? For my own part, I've often compared Tom Bombadil to to Melchizedek because he's kind of this mysterious figure. You're trying to place him. You're trying to figure out who he is. And one of the things that I got out of reading this book was that, uh, from the commentary, was that Tom Bombadil was actually a doll 
that belonged to Tolkien's children. I know I'm probably supposed to be saying Tolkien, but I never say it like that. So I would just be um, putting on airs to say that. So I'm just going to say it the way I normally say it. <laughs> and uh, at any rate, so he did have an existence outside of the story. And I think that's part of the clue to who Tom Bombadil is. He he had an existence before Tolkien put him into the story. And so when you kind of see him doing his own thing and kind of existing as a separate character in the world of Lord of the Rings, but not quite of it. That's part of the clue is that he did have this existence in Tolkien's mind as a character. In fact, the doll had, as far as I can tell, the same dress clothes that Tom Bombadil is described to have. He had yellow boots and a blue coat. And uh, I loved learning this because as a writer... I could really relate to Tolkien drawing inspiration even from an object that was in his house. And he loved to tell his kids stories. A lot of his inspiration came from being a dad, telling his kids stories. And when I was a camp counselor, I remember just looking around the room for inspiration on telling a story to kids to try to get them to fall asleep. And so... Hats off to you, J.R.R. Tolkien. Way to take this doll and use this to tell a story that still has us in 2023 wondering who is Tom Bombadil. That's all the time we have for today. And our first couple of episodes will be short. We're just catching up with friends here. And if you share this with one of your friends, they don't have to spend an hour. So we hope you had a great time. Hope you enjoyed this. And until next time, keep your powder dry.